Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Starlight is an amazing bowler. Billy Butcher is like an effing mold on a laundry room tile. You scrape it off, comes right back, and, well, you know, John Paul Sartre and said marriage stifles are essential male urges. John Paul Sartre also died an elderly mother effer, not to mention his girl was shacking up with some other dude. The real question is, what do you want to set your mind to? That and uh, what is Sporty Spice up to? And why does Butcher know so much about the Spice Girls? We are talking Amazon's the boys season one episode four the female of the species the after buzz after show starts right now tuned in to after buzz tv the espn of tv talk now let the buzz if you don't put those thumbs down you know you're cursing someone out in some country right you know right now there is someone who you're just cursing out all right all right, all right buddy we're gonna calm down with that but we're gonna definitely be hyping up as we are talking amazon's the boys season one episode four the female of the species wow what a freaking show great great episode but horrifying to watch what really because i can't get enough and i'll tell you right now if you don't know who i am you haven't been watching uh the boys or the after show i am tehran of course i'm joined by my favorite white boy panelist oh great thank you tehran that is the that is the legitimacy that i require for covering this show you have been upgraded my friend okay you're that still an just upgrade. pull out That's your <laughs> listen cut still. off Listen, cut off. Wouldn't be surprised if you didn't show up for the next three episodes. Oh, can, we, can we tell? Can we tell everyone? Does uh, Ryan in the booth have a superpower name or non-working Mike? Oh, non-working Mike. That's <laughs> yeah. the worst name ever. Yeah, I know. That's why he didn't really get. I was going to call him impotent man. He was. He was part of the the three hundred fifty, not part of the seven. Oh, is that what it is? And there's only 200 heroes, so... I don't know why I called him Impotent Man. I don't know why, but that's the name that came to mind. Steven? Uh, not touching it. <laughs> so, look, <laughs> that's a good thing. So, this is what we're getting into. We are talking the Amazons, uh, The Boys, Season 1. Episode 4, The Female of the Species. We have a lot of things to cover because this show was amazing. Hijack Flight 37, Starlight and Huey's Date. Uh, Huey can't unsee Translucent, the female. And that's not my verbiage, that's theirs. Frenchie bonds with the female. Email. Mallory was the boss. We get into that storyline. Steven was very accurate on that prediction. Uh, and I promise you, he did not watch ahead. Deputy Director Susan Rayner makes a deal. Starlight and Huey's date. Uh, and of course, Oceanland. We have to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I have to talk about that. I have to. Uh, but one of the biggest things is, of course, we're going to talk with that special segment that you throw out every single week, Steven. Worst case scenario. Tonight we're doing Thor. Thor. That's so. That's when uh, you know a superhero. If what what would be the worst case scenario if their powers just went out of whack? Yeah, just like took in some took in some compound V. And, and see what happens. We have to discuss somebody, it. Yeah. Got to discuss what happens. And of course, a couple predictions and more. Let's get into overall thoughts of the episode. You know, I'm glad that we're finally getting, like, an overarching... Uh, I mean, we already have the overarching story of, like, oh, we're going to take down Homelander. But, like, more layers have been added this episode. With the girl, with finding out kind of hints as to what 
A-Train's been doing with the Compound V. The Deep kind of seems to be going off the deep end in some kind of ways. Yeah, I've been waiting for to use that one for You've a You've been while. waiting. I feel and, like... And uh, we're really, really highlighting how terrible of a person Homelander is. Homelander. Wow. That... Dick. I mean, I, I don't know if that even suffices. The concept is... That's, that's actually because we keep calling him Dick... Mm-hmm. Like he's a dick. That's where I feel like that's where my Ryan name for impotent man came from because he's the complete opposite of Homelander. Ryan, Ryan is okay. If you guys know Ryan in the booth, he's such a good guy. Yeah, Homelander. He's you're you're uh, you think Homelander is absurd in every way, and I know how because I watch this show sometimes, Ryan, and I think of how you must be perceiving the show as you're watching along with right. us because I know Stephen and I are laughing at things, and then I honestly, honestly, this the only other person who makes me do this, the only two other people are Bree and, and Steph Sabra, okay. where I watch something and I feel. I don't want to use the word guilty, but I'm like, they would never find this funny because they're such good people. Oh, yeah? And now Ryan and Jeff are the other, the male counterparts to that. We all find this hilarious. It's amazing. No, no, they don't. We do. Oh, Stephen okay, and I, Stephen and I, we, when Stephen and I watch shows, people around us are, are horrified by, but we realize it's entertainment. It's entertainment, but man, when he sliced the cockpit in two and like just sliced the terrorist in two, I'm like... <laughs> God, that's the one. You know what? The dolphin. The dolphin, the dolphin was hilarious. Though. I was it's dying. Not when funny. The... It's not funny. It's so wrong. I think I woke my I roommate know. up laughing at that because it's like just so. Like I was like, "What's gonna happen? Like, what are? Where are we going with this? There's cops. There's a oh dolphin. Oh my god! In the I have back. tears. I have tears because I know. I know. And this is why. This is why I was saying that. Stephen and I. We've watched a bunch of shows together at this point, and we've covered. A lot of a lot of your favorite TV shows. We are bad people, bro. We are we're not Homelander bad, but 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 bad bad. Got it. And, and the problem is, and this is why Homelander is completely wrong. What he did was disgusting, horrifying. It was horrible. A part of me understood. Now, I don't want to say that I condone his actions, okay? I do not condone, I do not condone, disclaimer, I do not condone the actions of Homelander. I don't think you're allowed to. I'm, I'm definitely not. As a person who's, who's half Middle Eastern, I definitely, which also, if we find out, if, I'm going to tell you something, and Stephen, you actually brought this up. You specifically said that Vought, uh, Vought are, because I keep wanting to call them Voight Industries, like Watchmen, which is clearly what it's the play by is. John Voight. Yeah. Yeah. Vought Industries hires people to commit these crimes. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what you think. That, that was a strong prediction that you made early on, and I agree with that, or I'm hoping to agree with that, because if that's not the case, and these hijackers happen to be Arabic, who hijacked a plane from Chicago to Paris, I will be very upset. Oh, you don't think they're actually hijackers? Uh, I think that they were hired. I think that they were hired by Stillwell. I think that's the... Uh, I this think it's made the opposite. me need it. I think it's the opposite in this case. I think... As I said before, I think they're, they plan out the crimes, and I think this was one that was unplanned, and that's why they botched it so hard. Wow. Just because when they deal with anything that's, like, not something set up and schemed, they just suck at it. And this is the case. It's like, what are they going to do? They run in. 
He knocks out the three terrorists, and then they have an entire celebration before. Well, they don't even talk get the- about. Don't talk about. It, don't talk about it, please. Let's get into that first topic. Okay. Let's only talk about hijack of of, of flight thirty seven. That's what Let's, I'm talking about. I know, but oh, I needed to premise it first. Okay, because. Uh, thank you, impotent man in the booth. Preface, not premise. Here, here's here's the reason why. Because before we go on, this is why there has been several there have been several critics of the show that have been horrified by the show because of the content. And this is one of the reasons. There is a hijacking that happens. It is a hijacking is a is a horrible horrible circumstance. 123 people in a show are killed. Horrible. I want everyone to hear Here that. Here comes the swerve. There's no swerve. Now we can talk about it. Now okay, we can, great. I need to I need to preface, that's the word we're using, preface. I need to preface it with that and let you know that we all know this is horrible. Are you in agreement? I'm in agreement. Ryan in the booth? Yeah. Remember the ch- I didn't feel like that was as sincere <laughs> as I wanted. Let's to get into the conversation. What's so, the chat? The, the chat's alive. Okay, now. Yeah. That's alive. So I think it's really interesting because a lot of times people think about hijackings. They think about like uh, the last moments of 9/11 of the people in the plane. And everything. This is why I wanted to. And it's a it's a that. it's a outside concept in the fact that when you think of hijackings, you, you your mind immediately thinks of a plane. It doesn't think of people on the plane unless you like actively say, let me start thinking about what it was like for those people on the plane. You just think of a plane and then you think of a number of casualties. You don't necessarily think of like every person that is that number has a personality. Every person on that plane had like relationships and things like that. Children. Children on the flight. Children. So when they go into the flight and they go into the plane, you're forced to face the fact that these are human beings on a flight that is now going down. Due to it could have gone down because of the terrorists, but now it's going down to the direct result of the Homelander and Queen Maeve, mostly Homelander, specifically specifically Homelander. Homelander. And also, I what why I think this scene wasn't over the top is because it is such a popular Superman trope to have him fly into the air and grab the plane and hold the plane and fly it down and everything like that. And I thought it was really smart of them to be like, physically, that doesn't really work. Like, planes are made of very light materials. You can't exactly, like, hold the nose of a plane and not have the rest of it crumple because of all the weight being on that point. And then him being like, what am I supposed to do to lift it? I, I can't see. I, it's I air. air. I have nothing to push against. Like, the physics... Don't work. They, The physics work in the real world. and Because that's always been a question. How does Superman fly? What's the concept? And... It was a very realistic implication of who Homelander has become. Do you or think at least is becoming in our eyes. It was also just kind of an interesting thing because they, they, they put a a comparison with this episode as the last episode where um, Maeve in this situation is the same as Huey in the last situation with the landlord and the Russian where it's like she wants to save everyone and they're like, what are you going to do, run up ten flights of stairs? And now she wants to save everyone, and he's like, you think I'm going to fly everyone down, 123 people down one at a time and get there before the plane crashes? Like, the problem is is that he didn't even want to try. And he, he didn't want to try. Superpowers. There are kids aboard. 
he and, and what makes it so inhumane this is what we discussed before that god that god syndrome right where he actually goes and comforts the humans as he's trying to escape it, it reminds me of the father that's like i'll be right back i'm just going to the store yeah. and is planning on leaving it it was such a defeating feeling watching everything those people watch and they were reaching out they're reaching out and please just take my daughter and he goes step back. back oh my god like the eyes light up man anthony uh. star is out doing himself in this in this role this is honestly watch. amazing and yet so good to watch i'm sorry this is why i had to add the disclaimer well, guys this is just a show thankfully it's just a show that's a brilliant scene. And then watching Maeve's discourse with just deciding, should, do you want to die with them? Don't be stupid. Don't die with them. Let's and then just she go. wanted to save just the mother and child. And then he's like, well, they saw our faces. They know what happened. We can't let them live. We can't and let any of them live. Up. Now it's a cover-up. Like, nobody from this plane clash can even like live on their own. And I guarantee if somebody had jumped out and survived by some grace of God, he would have gone out and killed them. Actually, someone did jump out. Yeah, if you, you saw, saw it. Yeah. Exactly. And I wonder if, if that's, that's a missing a, piece. Maybe a breadcrumb later on, they find somebody who's alive. But I don't know. It'd be interesting. But I feel like they would cover up the evidence pretty quickly. They would have to try. Yeah. But a lot of things, this house of cards that they are creating is definitely collapsing. And yeah. we've seen this. We're, we're watching it unfold. But he manages to twist it. He, he does in, in the best way for possible for him. Yep. 123 people. And you could have stopped this by letting supers into the military. If NASDAQ had told us about it, I was late by three minutes. And this is, okay, and this is what my problem is. When I, this is why I had to put the disclaimer. Remember, it was wrong. We said it was wrong. That was brilliant. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that was good. brilliant. Smart. That was a brilliant. I mean, even Madeline was watching with a smile because it it actually worked even more in their benefit. The failure worked even more. And and they have an agenda. And this is their agenda. My question is, do we think that Homelander is receiving extra benefits? Because we know everyone has a different contract. We know this. Is Homelander receiving more than everyone else i mean he should obviously he is the face of the seven but is he because the way he's so invested in this company the things that he's willing to do are they for his personal uh character or is it because he also has a huge stake in vat industries yeah that and they also they play with the things that people the conspiracy theorists like to play with in terms of you know 9-11 there's a lot of people out there that believe 9-11 was inside job not so much there's a lot of people who believe it's an inside job yes but i think there's a lot of people who believe that not to the point of it being an inside job oh the government let it happen in order it was preventable and they made the decision not to prevent it for the patriot act yeah because of the fallout and how they could control legislation after that event because it's less impressive to stop something like that than to engineer society in the fallout let it happen call it collateral damage and say it's for the greater good or at least justify it in their own minds for this and that's what homelander is doing homelander is looking for his greater good which is what the seven yeah looking out for himself look it's not even the seven it's him and yet, and he includes, you know something that happened in the hijacking that which made me think 
interestingly enough about Homelander is when he goes, give a round of applause to Maeve, Queen Maeve, ladies and gentlemen. Like, he knows that the team, he, he sees himself as the team, but he also understands that concept of team and knows that but it's, it's a group. But it's not, though, because that's like a... It, it's like people were shouting for Maeve. That's the thing, is that he swoops in, he does a lot of the stuff, but, like, girls on board were like, Maeve! And that's when he was like, yeah, give a round of applause, and now he's directing it. Now he, he's the oh, one he's giving the cookies. one directing so it. So it's just still him, but he's the one who's, like, handing a cookie over instead of people actually just actively loving Maeve. Now it's, they're loving her because of him. So he's try, He's it's still all about him. Plus, that's only up until the point that... They still don't have even solved the pilot crisis. And then they go to the pilots, and, like, he doesn't handle it in the best way at all. Like, and he shrugs, she, by the she way. She could have. He, she, he shrugs, by the way. Yeah. Do you know how to fly a plane? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how. Well, right. Do you think well, I could? Like, look yeah, at this. what am I supposed to do? Nothing. And I, he's just I lasered everything. Yeah, he doesn't even, like, try to just laser the guy. Like, I feel like all you'd have to do is, like, look at him. But now he's like, let me look all over the place. Or yeah, he just I'm gonna do it in the sloppiest way possible. Yeah. And possibly was this subconsciously his plan? on purpose. Was this his plan though? I don't think it was his plan. Okay. I think because he he went into the cockpit not knowing what was gonna happen. He went in, there was a hijacker inside. But he's just sloppy. I, he he definitely has a god complex. Definitely more so than we've seen in any other comic book character ever. Even Desmond Lawson in the chat says Homelander is crazier than Injustice Superman. A hundred percent. Which is pretty pretty crazy. Uh, TD asks, curious how many have read the comics or are planning to read it. I will read it after this season. I don't want to get I don't want to know spoilers or anything like that. Um, yeah, and TD asks, yeah. So oh I said Nasdaq instead <laughs> You know what I meant to say guys. Yeah. Um so yeah. This is a really tough scene to watch. It could be Nasdaq. Let's let's not act like big business doesn't run the yeah. world. So it My could have bad, been, guys. but the concept, huh? Freudian slip. But with the hijacking, you don't think that the criminals were hired to be there? In this case, no. And I think that's why they handle it so poorly. Interesting. Interesting enough. I don't I, think Madeline would have been so as surprised as well. Yeah, because she was pining for information. She did was on the phone with like Corporal. What's going on right before the deep walks in and hangs up the phone? She's getting as much information. She has she has moles in every every branch of the government, police force, everything just gathering information for her. John Ansel in the chat says he has X ray vision. He knew what was happening in the cockpit. But I think we've already shown that he has to like look through things and focus on it to use it. So I don't know, guys. His powers are a bit sloppy. I know. And zinc, like to have zinc be the thing that you can't see through, like, okay, random. That is random. Isn't zinc one of just a, like a very flimsy metal of yeah. all things? Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'll tell you something. I can't th- see through zinc. I'll tell you that. I- I'd love to know what, what you guys think in the comments below because this was such a polarizing circumstance. It yeah. was it, it was definitely Twitter fodder. Can I chime in real quick, you guys? It's Ryan in the booth. Um, there's a lot of articles online saying that this airplane rescue scene is like maybe the hardest scene to watch in superhero history. Would you agree with that? I would say it's it's very up there. Like it's the most. This kind of reminds me of like Logan when uh, Patrick Stewart, um, sorry Xavier, is like his powers are going out of control and people are like on the verge of their minds exploding all around Vegas. 
Except that wasn't intentional, and this was like an intentional lack of lack of even caring, and then lack of willing to even try to fix it. Yeah, because we've never seen such a realistic depiction of an antihero. Yeah, I I would have thought that when Doctor... I don't think he's an antihero villain, really. I mean, he pretends to be a hero, but an antihero is somebody who's evil but ends up being a hero. Okay. This guy's somebody who's supposed to be a hero, but he's inherently evil. So I don't know what the word is for that. But are, are we throwing out the word villain? Because I always felt like villains were the ones who depicted themselves as villains. Lex Luthor, this is the closest to a Lex Luthor character. I don't know. Even Lex Luthor wouldn't be this evil. Yeah, even Lex Luthor had self-interest, but he had interests that were for other people as well. This Homelander is just straight up, he's an alien. Like, he's, he doesn't view himself as human. He doesn't view humans as on the same level at all as And him. they have no worth. Yeah, so he's. I think he's a villain. I think he's a villain in sheep's clothing. Uh, we're throwing out the word anti-villain from the booth. Anti-villain, okay. Anti-villain works, because it's kind of like the opposite of an anti-hero. Trying to be a hero, but ends up doing evil stuff. What are you guys shipping at home? What are you guys shipping at home? Because one of the things, uh, while Homelander doesn't know the worth of humans, we do here at AfterBuzz because you guys are as much, if not more so, a part of this panel than all of us. We thank you so much for watching each and every week. Yeah, guys, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit the thumbs up button if you're liking our coverage. We really appreciate all you guys. We do super chats. Alyssa Ramos in the chat gave us a dollar for our commentary, which I think is great. Thank you, Alyssa Ramos. Thank you to John Ansel, Desmond Lawson. If you guys love this show, go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, comment there, or find it on Spotify or favorite podcasting apps if you can't find it there and comment below after the video after Buzz tv covers over 100 different after shows every week and you can check them all out here that's right and uh keep throwing us dollars we're strippers for comments here i love it i'll take it so I'll take my glasses off <laughs> show them how you cry cry for daddy so listen here's the thing we want to do uh i want to I, I have to change the subject just because that was so deep and dark great scene so well done that it makes us feel real emotions mm-hmm. strong. Let's go to uh, let's talk about Starlight and the date. Starlight and Huey's date. I'm really not happy that he used the tracker thing. That he used the phone tap. I because it's just it's low hanging fruit in terms of later on conflict. It's like she's gonna find out. Yeah, and they're gonna actually like each other. It's like the predictability factor of, like, you know, there's going to be a clinch moment where she has to trust him, and then somebody's going to be like, but this, and then she's going to find out about the wiretap, then she's not going to trust him, and then she's going to trust Homelander instead because nobody knows how evil he is, and it's going to lead to conflict and possibly her dying, somebody on the team dying, or that's how they end season one. I don't know. I just, it's very low-hanging fruit in terms of planned conflict. Okay. Now... A, this might be very true to form to the comic book. True. B, even if it is, the one thing I didn't like, well, you didn't like it because of the narrative that it might be predictable. The trope is trope of it. I didn't like the fact that uh, Huey did this. I actually really like Huey and Starlight. I yeah. like them for each It's actually cute watching them unfold. Because I think they're both, they're both like naive to the world to a certain degree, and they're both experiencing it at the same pace. It's like... They they both have good timing for where they are in their psyches for meeting each other. And it's just upsetting that he's going to do something like that to jeopardize it. The only thing that we'll get later on, possibly, is maybe Starlight will do something of the same thing to jeopardize it. And then they'll be even. 
I don't think so. Starlight doesn't seem to be the person to do that. In fact, I think that might be the conflict is I didn't do this and you did this. And also, I think that they are both in a situation where they've they are getting what they thought they wanted and realizing it's not what they thought they wanted. And unfortunately for him, he hasn't told her the truth. So now he has two points against him. If we're going to be on the point system that Vought Industries is on, uh, he hasn't told her about Robin. He has not. And it's like you see Robin in there, and I don't think, I don't think, I think he misinterpreted his subconscious vision of Robin. I think his subconscious vision of Robin was wasn't what are you doing with another woman. I think it was what are you doing not telling her the truth? Because like that's a huge like if you were to start dating somebody, even if it's not like first date things like. That's something you have to tell somebody, especially if you have a history with supers of, like, that caliber. Like, hey, by the way, Tehran, like, your your coworker killed my ex-girlfriend. If we were, like, hanging out, I'd be like, hey, Tehran, you just need to know this about me because... Just to let you know, uh, you know how you do comedy? Dane Cook killed my ex-girlfriend. Killed my ex-girlfriend. You'd have to bring that up somehow? Yeah. I, I saw you were in a movie with Dane Cook. He killed my ex-girlfriend. Yeah, just don't bring, bring him, don't bring him around, you know, like... Sheesh. I don't know. I feel like that's a... In real estate, there's uh, material facts that you have to disclose. I feel like that, if you're going to go on a date with anybody, like there's certain material facts you have to disclose. What about don't kiss, don't tell? What about that? <laughs> Nothing? That doesn't play? Don't have your girlfriend get run through by the flash. Don't tell. Okay. The date scene, let's talk about how it played out. We went bowling. Such a all-American thing to do. We go bowling. Very cute. She does something specific, which is downplay her ability to bowl. She And I loved how Huey was able to use that in that quick moment. He's becoming more clever as we watch him grow. But he's still experiencing PTSD. He, 100%. I mean, he went from Radio Shack to superhero killer. Yep. So within, by the way, this is like a week. This is all the last week, I would assume. And, of course, we learn more information about Translucent. We do. That he has a 10-year-old son. He has son. a 10-year-old son who he was the best father in the world, too, and, and it just hurt him so much. I liked how Starlight brings up, and this is huge, never show your strength to a boy you liked. The story she tells. Wow. What? This, this show just keeps surprising me every single time I watch it. I think it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It drops that. It drops the concept of powerful women who have to downplay it because of the insecurities of certain men strong then we see the flip where Huey's like i love it i love the real you i love that you could bench press me uh steven of course another thing you were right about how the the start point is all supers have superhero strength Mm -hmm. so we know that she's super strong too we find that out. I wonder well, how we already, knew that. we already knew that she was because she was lifting a car in our first scene. We just met her. In. I would wonder to see how invulnerable she is. I think she's just very emotionally vulnerable. Oh my gosh! Okay, so then we see that that date in Starlight is looking like she likes Huey. She texts him. I mean, she told him she liked him. She literally told him she liked him. She's telling the story, and she's like, well, I learned from that. You never, told, you never tell a boy you like how strong you are, how good you are. And it's like her way, it's like a subtlety. Like, I like you. I'm insinuating it because I wasn't showing you. But I'm going to walk away and go to the bathroom really quick so you can bug my phone. And I'm going to leave my phone on the table, which, by the way, that's real trust. I want to let you know how good a person Starlight is. She is... Leave your phone with someone else. Check my messages. Who is that bay trustworthy? That's an amazing quality to have. I would never leave my phone. I would 
I wouldn't even leave my phone around my mom. You know what I'm saying? I just wouldn't leave my phone. That's just my mom would be, get mad at me. Like, who are you cheating on me with? You have another mom? Like, it would be a whole thing. You were adopted without telling her. <laughs> that, that would just be, it would be a thing. It would be, by the way, I would totally get adopted by Angelina Jolie. So, I, I'm telling you, you got to stop putting your sugar mamas in your phone as mom. I know, as mom, mommy. Um, so the date goes, we of course get that Billy pushes him to do the bugging. He didn't want to. Why do you think he told Billy the truth? Because he's not a good liar. He's not. And Billy already kind of knew. Because, like, you heard the conversation. They heard the conversation. And he got really radio. excited when that. He was like, oh, whoa. Always put your phone on silent around Billy. Around mm-hmm. Billy. Please, please Who's do. Who's that? Is that, Star- is that Starlight? Well, I'm going to need you to bugger. <laughs> I'm going to need you. Here you, you go. You can bugger off. <laughs> uh, Huey, uh, you mentioned the PTSD, Stephen. He can't unsee translucent. <laughs> Which is ironic. Well, well, well put of doing it, of saying that, but. Yeah, he's he's experiencing things that obviously his girlfriend turned into a bloody mess in front of him and then Translucent turned into a bloody mess in front of him. How many more people have to turn into balloons of blood in front of this guy before he gets a moment of rest? Yeah, this is it's really PTSD. That's a great way to put it. That is I don't know specifically obviously none of us are mental health uh experts. However, I I assume this is some form of PTSD. Yeah. He can't get it out of his head. I don't know how I would react in that situation. Are you surprised at the amount of heroes we haven't killed? What do you mean? Well, it's just like watching the show, and he's got PTSD from killing Translucent, but we're in episode four, and Translucent's the only super they've killed so far. Sure. I'm just surprised we haven't, like, because like, the pitch on the show is vigilantes killing supers. I was like... Well, here's the difficult part. We know that killing a super is extremely difficult. Yeah. And we also have a lot of supers to back them up, and we don't even know how many supers there are in this world. 200. 200 with VOD Industries. We don't know how many were born that yeah, way. Yeah, how many? Right, yeah. Exa- because we have people who are off the grid. Yeah, and we have the female. At least we think so. Exactly. The female's uh, per, uh, one of the people. I wonder, I don't know if Popclaw is specifically with VOD, how that's working. Yeah, I think she is. She's, like, well-known. She, and it's her reputation she's, that she's a protecting D-list. from yeah. being blackmailed. Well, yeah. that's because, I thought that was because of her movie stuff. Yeah, but I think VOT makes that stuff happen. Oh, okay. It's like the one acting agency in town. For Every, super, Everyone signed with thought. Oh, okay. So we know that. And then, of course, we do get the female. The female is who reminds me of the girl from Logan. Yeah, very much so. Uh, and we have this backstory with Frenchie who connects with her on some kind of level of, like, she's in a cage and he remembers his childhood of being in a cage a hotel sorts, room. A hotel room as he was abducted by his father yeah. and abused. Abused just like she was. We we learn that she's kind of been this – we don't know if they've been injecting – they said they've been injecting her with V compound, right? They, they don't really I, say anything. They don't anything. say anything. We, and we are getting a lot of assumptions about who she is, but we know nothing. We don't even know – her I'm name. curious if her blood is the V compound. That's what I was thinking, if it possibly was. Right? And then, so V compound might be something that... But then why would A-Train try to... Kill her. Kill her. I don't know if he was trying to kill her or just knock her out. Yeah, maybe she's like a test subject for the V compound and they were like doing experiments on her. Because he first tries to carry her and then he slams her head repeatedly into the into the wall. Yeah, that was really tough to watch. That was very tough to watch and very smart on Frenchie's part to be like, hey, look, everybody, A-Train. 
But Frenchie again just outed himself, like because now A Train's seen his face. But we've already established that A Train's bad with faces. So A Train and I have that in common. But Where Mother's Milk so seems people. to still think he'd remember him. Mother's Milk is constantly, and he's the more cautious of the crew by far. Yeah, because like he points out, he has something to lose. He's got, and, and he's Billy got goes, money. "What? I don't." And he's like, mm. "He didn't want to say no, but it's still a no." Because even though we get to see a, we get to see a nice flashback to Becca, Billy's so love I th- interest. I, we can talk about this really quick because I don't think we're bringing up Billy anywhere later. But Billy's backstory on this with Becca and sleeping together, and then watching the security tape of her. Just like having this really worried look on her face, which I'm assuming it said 2012. So I'm assuming that's the year that she died, and that's probably the At, last, right after that, or something. right after that. Like this tape might just like show something that we haven't seen yet, or maybe it's just a blur. Maybe she dies the same way that Robin dies. I don't think so. I think that specifically Homelander is the re- is the reason for her death, which is why that look, that dirty At the look. Race. Yeah, and then we also learn more about Mallory. And we do learn about Mallory, and Mallory, who was the boss, once again, another Stephen prediction, mm-hmm. Mallory is the boss, curious to know if Mallory is a male or female, I think she... I don't know if she's still around or not. She I might, don't, exactly. Because we, we learned that she wasn't the one who was killed, Lamplighter killed, killed her, her grandkids. grandkids, torched them. Torched them after Frenchie basically, once again, didn't do his job, and then we get a little backstory of why uh, Mother's Milk has this disdain or distrust of Frenchie. Frenchie tends to go off script and goes on his gut feeling instead of following orders. Which I think actually there's more to the story here that Frenchie, because I actually kind of trust Frenchie's gut right now. I do because he's so aware. He'll see something very small and garner so much information from it. He's so aware in that aspect. He was the one who found the female to begin with. He noticed her. He noticed it from the nail polish and the train ticket where she was. So heard the the music playing in the back and the TV and realized she was there. All of that. That's him. Yeah, and I, I liked the I liked the speech that Butcher gave. Basically, the Spice being Girl like the speech? Spice Girl talking about how they're not really doing too much. Mel B's the most famous of all of them right now, and I haven't I don't seen know. much I think, coming well, from Posh would be doing. So so they give the speech. They say they're all shit apart, but they're all great together. Together. And did you catch why they brought up Spi- why he brought up Spice Girls? And did you catch the whole the tie in with his past? What do you mean? So they were really subtle about this in the show, and I only put it together when you were doing your cold open. But when him and Becca, when he's dreaming and she's talking about getting front row seats and wanting him to go with her, I didn't put it together that that because they never mentioned the band. But now he knows so much about the Spice Girls because that was her favorite band, and oh, that's where he was going to have to strong. go. Strong, yeah. Because the Spice Girls way to tie that back in. That's that's actually adds a new dimension to Billy. In a way, with Becca and I, I don't. And you know what'd be interesting when Billy says, "Oh, I don't." I actually don't even know if Becca's dead or just being captured or something like that. I think it's safe to say she's probably dead, but yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We're learning all these bits, and they're doing it in such a really strong way. And we get a bit about Deputy Director Susan Rayner. Billy she, makes a deal. Yeah, and I think this is. Smart of her, but also, like, she raises the stakes. She's like, Billy, like, you can't screw me on this. Strong. Like, but but means it. Yeah. Like, she even says, you will end up in a black site for the rest of your life. Just pulling a pin. bear grills. Exactly. Just just living the worst life ever. Exactly. So, Which exists, by the way. 
Allegedly. Uh, Tehran has the power of invisibility. How did that trip to the Pentagon go for Listen, you? you don't know how that worked. Ha <laughs> ha, he's kidding. My name's Tehran. Let's not play those games. So, backstories that we need. We've, we've kind of, let's go over, we did Becca and Billy. Mm-hmm. We learned about uh, Frenchie and the female connecting. We're learning a little about Mother's Milk and his distrust of Frenchie's actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also see that Huey and Starlight have this relationship that might blossom to something else. Yeah, and that I think Huey's going to have to do a lot of work convincing Butcher that she's not like the other supers. But it's not the only relationship we see. We see a relationship between the Deep and a dolphin, and the Deep and the dolphin's relationship seems to be going somewhere. The dolphin wants him to touch his blowhole. Uh, I like how... And we, we also... I love... <laughs> Can we just play that over and over and over again? Every time I say dolphin, play that. Thank you. So we learn that everyone makes fun of him because we get this therapist meeting between the deep and his therapist where it's like, you know, they just never treated me the same since I brought up the fact that Japan kills 20,000 dolphins a year. I mean, not something we mock. That's actually a statistic, and and it's something we should be aware of. And there are organizations that are against it. However, the way the deep brings it up, it is in a a tone in which would be mocked in this world and setting. It's like there's no way to connect with the argument he's making because it's like they're intelligent creatures. Dolphins have... The greatest senses of humor. It's like they're funny things, man. And they have regional accents, which we also scientifically know, which is one of those things where we obviously have uh, we, we, we've spoken about this in different shows and scientifically how smart dolphins, dolphins are. are, especially compared to humans. I haven't been hearing that sound effect as much as I want. Oh, my God. Thank you, Ryan. This oh, is our... my God. That was something. That was a knock-knock joke. Yeah, that was is, a knock-knock joke. Knock, knock. Dude, this guy's hilarious. He just wants us to touch his knock, blowhole knock. just a little bit. Who's there? Ocean land is captured. So Please let me go. They put a blow inflatable dolphin in his bed, like pulling the, the Godfather status. And then... Which, by the way, relates to something Homelander said when he's like, now go go, blowhole. go, yeah. go sleep with the blowhole or go. Yeah. Exactly. So in the last episode. I didn't see this like escape from... Sea World going the way it went. Ocean World. There's something Ocean Land. Let's let's. No, uh, the letter Sea World is what I was going. I, I wasn't actually referencing anything uh, okay. that exists. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. My lawyers will receive a letter. <laughs> um. So the dolphin hanging in the back. I had no idea it was going to go this way. It was brilliant. I'm so sorry. Listen, it was wrong. And the dolphin but. wanted to sleep with him. He's like. It's like, what do you think? Like, I wish there was subtitles for what the dolphin was saying, but it's almost it was, funnier it without it. It was funnier without it. It was brilliant. His responses, the way he was going, it was a relationship of sorts. She's, uh, the dolphin's like, oh, you're saving me. You're my hero. Let's get together. We need to take it to the next level. All this stuff that insinuates the deep's relationship with, with animals and things like this. And then, of course, the cop swerving, especially after he specifically spoke to Stillwell. Stillwell was not having this. She, no, she told him, just do what you want to do. Like, no, she, she he, wanted to get no, rid of No, she said, play to your strengths and close the door. Like, don't. Like, this. you're not this. We have a contract. Shut up. Do what I say. Boom. Closes the door. Yeah. TD in the chat says, do you guys read the trivia during the episode? Tell me where you can find the trivia. I haven't seen that on Amazon yet. Apparently, dolphins are super horny mammals and pansexual. So, yeah, they just love the deep. Yeah, definitely do. And so the dolphin gets thrown out. <laughs> the dolphin gets... Hold on, I apologize. The dolphin gets thrown, thrown out of the car and... <laughs> 
It's wrong. I started, I prefaced, that's the word we used. I prefaced it with it was wrong. But the dome gets run over by a tractor trailer that comes I mean, out of nowhere. I bet th- you didn't see that coming. It was the, uh, to quote Zombieland, it was the, the double tap where he flies through the windshield and, and you have that like slow motion, like eye to eye with the dolphin. <laughs> Flies through, slides across the ground. I'm like, damn, that's terrible. Sheesh. Dead. How are we going to spin this? That's how we're going to have to find out. Let's get into our special segment, can we? What's the worst thing that can happen? Today, we're talking about Thor, God of Thunder. Technically, God of Lightning, too, I guess. Thunder comes before the lightning, and Thor comes before his girlfriend. Um, and Sorry, that was, that was no, a low-hanging no, no. joke. Anyway, um... What is the worst that could happen with Thor? Okay. There's uh, a lot. I'm going to... Thor clearly has a lot that can happen. Now, this is going to be my... The worst that can happen. So, Thor... Thor, if you remember in uh, Endgame, that Thor... That mm-hmm. Thor decides that he no longer wants to be a superhero and goes into the construction field of home improvement. And with his hammer, he tries to nail... Like, he tries to hammer a nail, and he throws the hammer, and it goes through, and it just goes through and kills all the workers. That's a good one. And it just, and I mean, it, it, like, imagine the hammer just going through everyone who was standing there. So, uh, Thor gets really drunk, goes on a bender, which he's known to do, especially after Endgame. He accidentally leaves his hammer in... Where he was, he flies to the other side of the globe. He's like, oh, I need my hammer. Holds his arm out, and it flies through the center of the earth, blows the planet up. Or he's like a town away. He leaves his hammer. Unfortunately, in the direct line between him and the hammer are several orphanages, and many children die, and it's really terrible. Okay, okay. Um, I will say this. What if Thor... This is one of the worst things that can happen. Thor becomes such a big star that his two brothers never live up to. Oh, too true. All right, let's uh, let's get into predictions. What Thor becomes such a popular hero that they make a movie about All him right, with Natalie into, Portman. Let's get into. <laughs> let's get into predictions. His career goes south. He becomes a lifeguard. He jumps in to save one person and electrocutes everybody in the pool. All right, all right, all right. There's ways you can go with this. You were going to go with the movie angle. All right, let's let's get in some quick predictions. Steven. Oh, man, I think we have not seen the worst that can happen with Homelander's powers. That's my prediction. You said I was right about Mallory. What were you saying that I was right about Mallory? About her being... Uh, uh, the concept was that Mallory, who we're assuming is female, mm-hmm. was the boss. Got it. As opposed to the love interest or a CIA operative on their own or any of that. You were like, Mallory is the boss, and they worked for Mallory, and things went wrong. Okay. I think that... Um, <laughs> Michael Cullen in the chat, wow, you guys are effing dark. <laughs> That's why I think we disclaim everything. I think we're going to meet Edgar next episode. Edgar comes to play. Okay. I think Madeline does have either Becca or Mallory still. And I think if we're going to get a backstory with Becca, if Becca is still alive, she is one of the leading minds behind Compound V. Interesting. Um, I'm going to have to go with there was this comment that Billy made. She's a soup. It doesn't matter. It was almost in one of those racial connotations where uh, it doesn't matter. They're all bad. 
that that is a foreshadow of some sort of not just between their love but that encompassing of all these people are bad and possibly someone that Billy loved and trusted was secretly a soup or maybe not even secretly maybe maybe Becca was a soup and maybe Becca is the one that blew the whistle on the whole Mallory thing and had Vought find out about them going after Super. I cannot wait to find out. We're going to go watch episode four. Uh, I mean, episode five. We have to go watch it right now. But until then, where can people find you if you want to be found? Stephen Lemieux. Twitter at Stephen Lemieux. That's right. And of course, I am Teron all across the board. I-A-M-T-E-H-R-A-N. Find me in my bathrobe hosting and paneling on a slew of other after buzz, uh, after shows because your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows too. Uh, we're about to go watch episode five right now and then and get right back into it. So watch with us. We'll see you till then. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.